Hello everyone, and welcome to the Lightning Bug Lounge. I'm your learning guide, Holly Berry, and I'm so happy you're here. We are going to have so much fun learning and growing together. Lightbulb trivia! Today's lightbulb trivia is, this class of animals is part of an exclusive group of living things called indicator species. Now, why don't you all ruminate on this light bulb? And when we come back, I'll illuminate more on this fun fact. Hey there, friends, and how do you do? We're happy you're here to learn a thing or two. A place where science and music abound. We hope you'll stick around at the Lightning Bug Lounge. Yeah! Welcome back. And how did we do? Does anyone have an idea about which class of animals are also called indicator species? I'm not quite sure. Turn to a learning pal or tell yourself what you think. I'll play a little mood music while you share. Okay, learning pals. Time to turn on the light bulb. The class of animals, also known as indicator species, is amphibians. No way! Let's dive a little deeper into that enlightening information. Indicator species are animals that help scientists understand how healthy an environment is. That's because oftentimes they are the first animals to be affected by climate changes, pollution, and other human and environmental factors. That means they can help inform humans of dangers to ecosystems around the world so that changes can be made to help protect them. That's so neat. Amphibians, such as frogs, toads, and salamanders, live in two environments. No way! That's right, two environments, water and land which makes them excellent environmental indicators, especially for pollution, because of their permeable skin. Permeable what? Can you say permeable with me, learning pals? Permeable. That means their skin is like a sponge, and it soaks up whatever is in their environment, including air, water, and chemicals. Because of this, it makes amphibians very sensitive to changes in their environment, even some that can make them sick. Oh no! In fact, many amphibian populations have plummeted around the world, which means they've decreased, they've gone down, due to water and air pollution from fertilizers, pesticides, and other toxic materials used near their ecosystems. That's so sad. But there is some good news. With the data scientists have collected on indicator species, conservation policies and laws, such as protecting land and habitats from pollutants and destruction, can be put in place to reverse or prevent more damage from being done. That is good news. Wow. I love how amphibians and other indicator species can teach us about how healthy our environment is and how we can better protect ecosystems all around the planet. 
Yeah. And here's another thing. The scientists that study amphibians and reptiles are called herpetologists. I'm so inspired. So inspired, in fact. I feel a song coming on. Yes. As you listen to this song, I invite you to picture in your mind the animals that are being sung about. Can you imagine what they look like? Can you imitate their sounds or move your body to mimic the animals you are learning about? Can you visualize the different stages of their life cycle? I'm so excited to sing this song with you. Let's get singing. I have some virtues you probably Skin is slimy and sometimes green. They hop around, not always on the ground. They are amphibious and also go to metamorphosis. They change. They're really neat. A cricket is a sweet treat for the frog family. In a tree, hiding away from you and me, in the camouflage skin, they can really blend in. It's a frog family, it's no joke, try to patch one and it might croak. So here's what you do, you just stand back and try to observe. They don't want to be disturbed, so just let them be. They hatch from an egg into a tadpole, who has a simple primary goal. Has a goal. To be a polywog, cause after that, it will become a frog, and join the frog family in a tree. It's a joke. Try to catch one and it just might croak. So here's what you do. You leave it alone in its habitat. It'll appreciate you for that. So just let them be. They want to be free. To be the frog family. I love that song so much. I love to imagine that little family of tree frogs singing together and then quickly becoming silent as someone approaches to take a closer look, only to have a hard time finding them because of how well camouflaged they are on the tree. And one more thing, tadpole and polywog are different words that describe the same aquatic larval stage of a frog or toad. All right, learning pals, it's that time again to introduce a very special guest in our segment called Special Guest. He traveled across land and lake to be here and is part of the incredible class of amphibians. Please put your hands together for Frankie the Frog. Well, howdy, and thanks for having me. Certainly. Welcome, Frankie. We're so happy <laughs> you're here. 
<laughs> of course, it's my pleasure. So Frankie, you are an amphibian. What does that mean? You know, I really appreciate that question. You might be surprised to hear this, but there are a lot of folks out there who mistake us for reptiles. Really? That is surprising. Why do you think that is? Learning pals, what do you think? Take a minute and talk it over. Do, 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 hop, hop. Do, 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 leap. Frogs are cute and sweet. What do you think, Frankie? Well, I think it might have something to do with the fact that we aren't, well, traditionally cute, fuzzy, or cuddly. And we're typically thought of as being green or brownish, like snakes and lizards. And we like to hang out around pines, like lots of snakes, lizards, and turtles. Interesting. So then, what does make an amphibian? Well, an amphibian. Well, for starters, and this can really help someone decide if they are looking at a reptile or an amphibian, is our skin. You see, we amphibians look and might even feel wet or slimy. Reptiles are dry. They do not look wet or slimy. Also, another huge difference with our skin is reptiles have scales, and we do not. Besides toads and their warts, our skin is smooth. Those are very important distinctions and can definitely help someone know who they are looking at. Thank you for that, Frankie. You betcha. I'd like to peel back a couple more layers about your skin, if that's all right. I'm an open shale. <laughs> that's a good one. I was hoping you could explain more as to why you and other amphibians have wet or slimy skin. Is that important? Oh, absolutely. We amphibians are pretty cool, if I can say so myself. You see, we live on both land and in water. And because of that, we have to be able to breathe on both land and in the water. We have lungs, like you humans do, in order to be able to breathe air. But our skin allows us to breathe in the water. That is amazing. Can you repeat that, Frankie? Did I hear you say that you frogs and other amphibians can breathe on land and in water with two different ways of breathing? That's absolutely correct. Yes, ma'am. We breathe through lungs and through our skin. Well, what happens if your skin doesn't stay wet? What happens if your skin gets dry? Oh, that is no bueno. Not good. We must stay wet. Even though we do have lungs, if our skin gets dry, we can't absorb precious oxygen through our skin and we will croak, if you know what I mean. That means we will die. Wow, well that is really important information for all of us to know. Learning Pals, if you ever catch an amphibian, make sure you return it to its home before it gets dry, okay?
Thank you for that, Frankie. I'd like to cycle back to what makes amphibians amphibians. We've discussed your slimy and smooth skin, water and land lifestyle, and duo breathing ability. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Actually, yes. I'd just like to touch on how we amphibians grow up to be adults. Oh, yay! I was hoping you would take a leap at it. <laughs> Hardy har har, good one. Another notable characteristic about amphibians is that we go through a process called metamorphosis. I know, learning pals, it's a pretty gobbledygook kind of word. Let's say it together slowly. Metamorphosis. Can you explain what that means? Well, sure. Metamorphosis is a phenomena where certain animals go through different physical forms or life stages before they become adults. Most folks think of butterflies as an animal that goes through metamorphosis. You know when it changes from an egg to a caterpillar to a chrysalis to a butterfly. Do you mean amphibians also spin a cocoon or chrysalis? <laughs> oh no, but we do change our physical form. You see, we start out in water as eggs, then hatch into tadpoles, which is our larval stage. As tadpoles, we have gills like fish. We also have a large head and small flagella or tail that helps us to move around. This larval stage is crucial for all amphibians, though larval salamanders are called Fs, not tadpoles. That is so fascinating. So all amphibians, not just frogs and toads, have a larval stage. Would I be able to tell the difference between, say, a salamander and a toad larva? That's a great question. Actually, no. Eft or tadpole, they look so similar, it would be hard to tell which will become a toad and which will become a salamander. So, what comes after the tadpole or eft stage? Oh, that's called the pupa stage. You see, for all of us, we start to grow our legs. Salamanders and newts will keep their tails. However, frogs and toads won't. During the pupa stage, where frogs and toads have legs and a tail, we are called froglets or toadlets. We are no longer larvae, but not quite adults either. I guess you could call it our teen or awkward phase. <laughs> I like that, Frankie. Of course, that's not an official scientific term for amphibians. No, and I don't think we are too rebellious at that stage either. <laughs> we just don't want to get eaten. <laughs> well, that's understandable. So to recap, amphibians go through four stages of metamorphosis. Egg, larva, which is a tadpole or eft, pupa or froglet, and adult. Is that correct? 
You hit the wart on the toad. (laughs) Frankie, you're so funny. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us about you and your kin. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, before I get to hopping, I just wanted to debunk a few misconceptions about us amphibians. Many people believe that they can get warts from a toad or just by holding one or if it pees on you. Both of these ideas are false. You cannot get warts from toads or frogs. Also, you should never kiss a frog or toad or any amphibian or wild animal for that matter. Some frogs and toads have chemicals in their skin that can make you very sick if you kiss them. So do not try it. I promise, though we are very adorable and charming animals, we will not turn into a prince, princess, or anything else. That is great information and advice, Frankie. Thank you for that. No problemo. Though we are small and slimy, we are very beneficial and necessary animals on this planet. But you don't need to kiss us to say thank you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, Frankie, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your world with us. It's been a jumping time. Thanks again for having me. I better hop along now. It's about that time I make my way to the pond. We frogs and toads happen to have beautiful singing voices at dusk, and I don't want to miss it. I love that. Well, safe travels, Frankie, and thanks again. Bye-bye. Till next time. And it's time for us to bounce as well. I'll leave you with an imaginativity and songs of frogs and toads throughout the year. As you listen to this beautiful music of nature, consider what you learned about amphibians today. Think about their ability to breathe through their skin and metamorphosize into different physical states. How they are able to live on both land and water and can indicate if an ecosystem is healthy or in trouble. When you think about it, they have some pretty cool super abilities. Now, when you're ready, I invite you to imagine yourself with any or all of those characteristics. What would your amphibian superpower be? Can you create your own superhero identity using those characteristics? Can you give your superhero identity a name? Costume? Once you have your name and amphibian superpower in mind, draw yourself. Perhaps write a description of who you are and what your abilities are and how you would use them to help the world. And I would love to see and or read your amphibian superhero pictures or stories. You can send me an electronic copy to lightningbuglounge at gmail.com. Please include your first name, age, and state so I can recognize you on an upcoming episode. Until next time, keep exploring, keep questioning, and keep jumping to your own rhythm. I'd like to say thank you to Frankie the Frog and to all of you learners and grown-ups for tuning in. 
to nationalgeographic.com for information regarding indicator species. For more information related to this episode and additional learning activities and resources, including a list of the vocabulary from today, please visit the Lightning Bug Lounge Facebook and Instagram pages at Lightning Bug Lounge. This show, theme song, and original song, Frog Family, were written, performed, and produced by me, Hollyberry. And I'll leave you with a joke. Why was the amphibian in such a rush? Because she was totally late. <laughs> that was funny. Till next time. Bye-bye.